season two of the Chile Today podcast. I'm Bethany Francis. I'm abroad, living abroad, broadcasting from Santiago, Chile. I explore Chilean news, cultural topics, travel, business, and more with my special guests and our producer, Podcast Pinguino. To read more about the news topics you'll hear today, check out our news affiliate, chiletoday.cl. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. If you're feeling generous, rate and review. If you'd like to hear about a certain topic, have a story to share, or would like to ask a question, contact me directly through Instagram at Chile Today Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Bethany. I am back, apparently, according to Pinguino. I was um, fishing the last time you guys were listening to me, which is not that far from the truth because I am from Arkansas and I was on a farm. So I wasn't fishing on the farm, but there were definitely cows and trees and there were dead fish on the wall. So that's not that. <laughs> it's not that different. But um, so today is really special because we have one of my best friends in the whole world coming on the podcast today. Her name's Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi. And she's going to help us with the podcast today. So, Mary, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, I have not prepared this at all. <laughs> uh, so, my name is Mary Hoover. I am a translator at an international law firm. Mm. Um, I am originally from small town USA, uh, the Appalachian regions, to be more specific. Um but I have been in Chile, Santiago, about 12 years. Wow. And I'm probably your biggest fan. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and you know what? I'm just going to say you're my biggest fan or our biggest fan because you like the podcast, not because you're my best friend. Well, but... <laughs> maybe a little bit of both. Maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> she has listened to all the episodes, which is more than I could say about my boyfriend. So, Ooh. yeah, he hasn't listened to all of them. So, everybody, if shame, you see him, shame, I shame. know, if you see him on the street. Shake a finger at him. Next time I see him, I will shake many, shake, all of my fingers. Shake all of them and be like jazz hands. <laughs> jazz, hands. <laughs> jazz hands, finger shaking at my boyfriend. He'll be real confused. <laughs> totally. He'll be super what confused. What is happening right now? Yeah. So before we get to the news, I want to announce some upcoming events. If you listeners were able to go to some of our previous events, I hope you enjoyed them. There's some um, really fun pictures. Last month, or uh, or actually this current month, but it already passed, there was a horrible movie night um, where they watched Rubber, and Pinguino was there, so if you got to meet him, he had a really good time. It was amazing. There's, it, I think it was super funny. I was not there because I was apparently fishing. But we have another horrible movie night coming up on the 11th thank you pinguino the 11th of november and we're going to be watching um sharknado it's a really (laughs) i've heard of that i don't think i've seen it but i've heard of it it's a tornado with sharks in it yep i definitely remember some sort of poster with tornadoes and sharks (laughs) yeah yeah so again it's called it's horrible movie night because it's a horrible movie and we just laugh and meet new people have a good time what was the date uh it's on november 11th okay and I think that's a Thursday at the Black Rock Pub. We'll give you more information. We'll post about it uh, on our Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, thank okay. you, Perry. You're so smart. <laughs> uh, and on our I Instagram. Try. On our Instagram. And we also have the Chistolas Comedy Group has their anniversary show, 
which is also a Halloween party uh, on October 30th. And that's also at the Black Rock Pub. Uh, the Black Rock. Almost Rocks. Halloween. Almost Halloween. It's a costume party. There's going to be bilingual comedy. Whether you speak English or Spanish, you're going to have a great time. Drink. Meet the Chistolas. I'm going to be there telling jokes. Pinguina is going to be there telling jokes. I'll be there. I Mary's will not be telling be there, jokes. Not telling jokes, but <laughs> hanging out. So if you guys want to meet us, just have a good time. Dress up. Drink. You don't have to meet us if you don't want to meet us. You just want to hang out and have a good time at a costume party. That is on October 30th, which is a Saturday. And then... On November 27th, there is going to be a bilingual trivia night at the Black Rock Pub. And it's really fun. They do rounds in English and Spanish. Um, And you can get a team of three people to answer trivia questions. And each round has prizes. It's super fun. So those are some uh, events coming up. What Um, was the date for that again? That one's November 27th. Okay. Yeah, so I know I put all of those dates out of order, but we'll post more about them on our Instagram and tag that you stole us the Black Rock Pub, all of that stuff. If you guys know of events going on in Santiago or in Chile in general, then you want us to advertise for them, contact us on our Instagram at Chile Today Podcast or email us Chile Today Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know. We'll put them on the podcast. For the first news uh, that we have for today is we're going to talk about the second television debate because the presidential elections are coming up. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I mean, really, it's getting it's getting real tense here. So um, the second debate apparently was super, like, a little intense. So Gabriel Boric from the Frente Amplio, or Broad Front, as they translate it in English, has been broad <laughs> makes front. me think All of right. boobies, like the broad yeah. front. <laughs> yeah, there's the got to be a better translation than that. <laughs> the frente amplio. As a translator, there has to be a better translation for what that. What would you say, frente amplio? Frente As a amplio. Tran- well, I think it would depend on what kind of frente we were talking about. But it means like the front line, right? And maybe it's, they should use front line. Yeah, it's in like the, translation. The, the broad front line. It's like something like that, right? It's that's that's sort of what they're going for. Okay, then that should definitely be changed. Yeah, it should be something like the strong front line or something. Yeah, because the the meaning is more important than the actual literal, literal translation, translation, right? Exactly. Okay, so anyway, so. Uh, Boric has been one of the focuses of the debates lately because he's currently leading in the polls, though there is debates about how credible the polls are, so we really don't know everything about that. But he is a left-wing candidate running um, in a pact with the Communist Party. Um, But the electoral race is getting really interesting in the center and on the right. So center-left candidate Jasna Provoste from the Christian Democrats is gaining traction while center-right Sebastian Sichel is being overtaken by far-right Jose Antonio Cast. Oh, I saw something about Sichel today. Something of, what so did many I see things. about him in the news what today? What happened to him today? I don't remember. Things we know? Fill us in. Okay, so basically, going back to Sichel, everybody's like, Sichel's really, he's fallen from grace so much because mm-hmm. so much stuff has come out against him on the debate 
People accused him of taking money. His father money. came out of the woodworks there for a little bit. Oh, goodness. But he Biological had, father. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His biological father. And there was this all of this debate about how Sijil was saying, like, what was it? Like, his father, like, was super abusive or something. And his father was like, no, I wasn't. It's so, so weird. A lot of mm-hmm. weird things going on. Not looking good for him these days. No. And Sijil said he did, wasn't taking illegal money, but he was taking illegal money anyway. So... So Jose Antonio Cast is overtaking him, and he is extreme right wing. So, Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah, he's extreme right wing. So the election uh, is on November 21st. For those of you who can vote, you should vote. So apart from Boric, Sicho, Cast, and Provoste, there is Arduado Artes. <laughs> and I laugh, I laugh because I've actually met Artes, and he's a sweetheart, but he's not... He's extreme far left. Okay. Uh, he's he actually believes like North Korea is like the ideal Ooh, state. Okay. Which to be fair, I've never been to North Korea. Not I many people have. To be fair, I don't know if he's been to North Korea. Probably I mean, not. It's so mysterious. So maybe it is. I don't think so. But who? I'm just saying it's not. I'm just saying like field I don't, trip. Field trip. Anybody want to go to North Korea? <laughs> <laughs> Pinguino? Let's go. Pinguino? Um, anyway, so in uh, Mar- Mar- there's also Marco Enriquez Ominami. Oh, he was around a few, few, many years back. When I first arrived in Chile, he was a presidential candidate for a bit. Yeah. But Enriquez Ominami and Artes, they're um, not... male. What? Male. That's, his, like, that's what people call male. Male. That's new. No, it's only been on Really? Yeah. Okay, well, and, and, can I okay. do sorry, the sorry, news? Sorry, sorry. Okay. You gave me power last time to talk. Enrique, so not, that, not much talking. Not You're too chattery. Chattery? Chattery. <laughs> You've been an Arkansas I mean, you too can, long. You can talk. I just don't know. When you talk, I'm not sure if it's going to make it into the podcast or not. I don't know. I'm definitely going to leave this part in. Oh, my podcast. God. Okay. <laughs> so, Artes and... Ominami are not gonna win, right? They're they're super left. They're not really in the race. Actually, Artes is the ex father in law of one of my one uh, one of my really good friends or one of my former really good friends before he left. Matt, you know Matt. Oh yes. His ex father in law is Artes. Oh. This is such a small country. I swear. It's, well, I Santiago. Mean, I feel and for expats in general. I feel like expats get kind know, of thrown into the you, same circles of. Of far left candidates, we, Do we get, get thrown into far left candidate circles. I don't get thrown into any of the candidate circles, but <laughs> I mean, like I said, I know I've met Boric. I know a lot of people who have been friends. in a lot of candidate circles. Okay. Well, you also work with lawyers, so that's again. I also have, but a lot I don't of have any with... contacts okay. through them. Though. Anyway, anyways, yes. So Sicha, we digress. Sicha, one of the main right candidates, which is being overtaken. Um, he was the favorite of Piñera, um, but he's turned into a liability because he has, uh, been shown to be taking money, and there was a memorable moment during the debate when he was facing off with Provoste, who is sassy as fuck. Love sassy women. She is so sassy. I don't know if I would vote for her, but she is so sassy, and I'm here for it. She's like, but what about this thing? Uh, Good for her. She's so sassy. So... Um, so Sichel was often criticized for his close ties with business elites, and he was confronted with his past as a gas lobbyist. 
He became very evasive, which gave Provoste a level of confidence that she hadn't shown. Unable to counter Provoste, Sicho resorted to ad hominem attacks, which, however, weakened his policy profile and also made him look dumb. Yeah. That, in turn, benefited his biggest rival on the right, Jose Cas, which is, you know, you know. So he proposed, (laughs) so Cast, listen to this. I think you know about this. Cast has proposed digging a million-dollar ditch, a reverse wall, Mm. on the Chilean border to halt immigration. A reverse wall. Has that been done anywhere in the world? A ditch? I I just think people just need to calm down. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I just don't understand. Like, okay, so if you didn't know anything about Jose Antonio Cas, all you need to know is that he wants to... He wants policies. to dig a ditch. He wants to dig a ditch to on the prevent immigrants. <laughs> to prevent immigration. And he Not even, a wall, a ditch. He, a reverse wall. A reverse wall. A reverse wall. AKA a ditch. <laughs> yes. So, um, and he said, like, he, like, made comments that it was very economical to build this million dollar ditch. No. Um, that doesn't make any sense. No. Millions of dollars in economical should not be in the same sentence. No. Um, and he wants to leave the UN Human Rights Council. Okay. Uh, so that's all you need to know about Cast. So, um, but he Cast has positioned himself as Boric's biggest rival now. So we now have Boric and we now have Cast going Ooh. on. Yeah. So um, Cast really went after Boric, um, and he's really very a very articulate candidate. He's not Cast? a dumb Cast. He's the one who said, "Let's build a ditch." I'm. <laughs> Okay, just to clarify. I didn't say his policies were good, but he is a very good debater. Okay. He's a master debater, if if you will. Okay. Um, And other candidates were kind of um, struggling to challenge him, but he did fail to respond when Boric pulled out a contract signed by Cast with a Panama-based notary showing how the self-proclaimed patriot, Mm -hmm. Cast, hid millions of dollars from the country. Um, I mean, to be fair... Most Chileans who have any sort of wealth, not an do excuse. The exact same. No, not agreed. I totally agree. Not an excuse, but they all do it. I am not surprised, even a little bit. But does any did anybody actually think that he did not? Well, he's. I mean, here's the thing. Like at at this point, like just be honest. You know what I mean? Like shit's gonna come out. The internet's a thing. Like people just need to be like, you know what? I hit some shit, but right now we're not talking about that. Well, I mean, it looks if you way but, worse. Fair, yes, but also if you say like, I hit some shit, but let's not talk about it. People are gonna be like, how about we talk about it for a minute? I mean, I'm it's not probably a, easier I'm for him to be political. like, we're just gonna pretend that didn't happen. And hopefully, nobody brings it well, up. Boric, thank you, Boric, for bringing it. it up. Yeah, Boric called him out on it. So. Uh, Boric and Provoste are, of course, uh, competing against each other, but their exchanges on Monday night were actually pretty amicable. Um, Boric asked Provoste about her program while underlining the similarities between the two programs and trying to show that the center-left Chileans, um, how he's a little bit different. He kept highlighting agreements of disagreement, like, oh, we'll agree to disagree kind of situation. Um... They're very much kind of in support of each other, even though they're very different candidates, because Boric is much more left than Provoste, but I think that... So in... she's more center, he's more left. Yes, but okay. I think in both cases they're like, please don't vote for cast. <laughs> if you're... One... Reverse yeah. wall. Reverse wall. Reverse wall. <laughs> Reverse wall. A ditch. Can't you just build a bridge? Okay, sorry. Um, 
Uh, in other news, so the government is declaring a state of emergency amid a trucker strike protest. So Piñera declared a state of emergency for the Mayeco in the Cautín province of the Araucanía and Arauco regions. This measure is going to remain in place for 15 days and comes after a week-long protest by truck drivers against um, some attacks, which they claim the state does nothing to prevent. So we've talked on the podcast before about how the truck drivers and their union have a lot of power um, and they strike often. Um, under the state of emergency, the government claims extensive powers to reestablish public security, including ramping up police presence. The measure could be extended for another 15 days if the situation doesn't improve. The drivers have blocked major highways, demanding authorities to put measure in place to prevent the attacks. Um, truckers reported arson attacks and having been shot at. So one reason why truckers have and have for a very long time had so much power is because of the shape of Chile, the, geogra- the geography of Chile. North-south. We're just a little tiny noodle. Um mm-hmm. It's really easy for truckers to strike and collapse different industries yep. without getting the supplies. So these truckers have a lot of power. Um, so so I have a few questions. Can I interrupt? Or I mean, I, I might not have the answer, so you can interrupt. Okay, so my questions are, one, why are they being shot at? and what, what, You said they were being shot at, and what was the other? Arson. And arson. Why are they being shot at, and why, why is there arson? Great question. So the truckers claim that it's the angry Mapuche people doing it. Okay. Um, and there might be some truth to that because, again, this is the, the Araucanía region. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the industries that the truckers provide materials to are the ones that are on native people's land. Okay. And so I think that is a very easy target for protests for indigenous people. Okay. Um, and what exactly do they want the government to do about this? They want they want the government to stop the indigenous people from targeting the trucks. Okay. They don't have concrete ways to do that. They just want I it to be done. I have a feeling that they want there to be more action violent action against the indigenous people to prevent them from doing that but um unclear 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 okay but Um, they they want the arson and the shooting to stop uh yes but it's a very to be fair i also if i were a truck driver would want that to stop but it is a very political and contingent kind of situation because you do have the indigenous people who whose rights are constantly being trampled on by these industries. The truck drivers very much know this. Mm -hmm. Like, again, truck driving history is huge in Chile. If you're a truck driver, you sort of, like, you know, it's sort of like being a police officer Mm -hmm. in Chile. You know what you're getting into. You sort of know what your political position is when you're getting into that. Um, hashtag not all truck drivers, obviously, <laughs> yes, but it's a very... For some people, it's just a job. <laughs> right. People got to work. Yeah. Um, but it's a very controversial... It's a political position. Posi- yes, because it does have so much power in Chile. You can collapse Chile if all the... Which has happened before, um, during the Indian government. If, uh, if the truck drivers refuse to do their jobs, mm-hmm. so many of the industries in Chile collapse. Yeah, and so and then Gotta they can blame materials. it on indigenous people, and it's just a mess. So it's okay. very political. I don't. I hate guys listening to me. I am. I don't know if I've said this enough times on this podcast. I am not a professional. 
political person. I make a podcast. Me neither. Hey, if you want professional Just political got lots of opinions, uh, then you should go to chiletoday.cl, which is our news affiliate, which has real smart people. Uh, I'm just the sexy, sexy voice. What? What was that? <laughs> that was the sexy the voice. So if you know a lot about this, I would love to hear from you. Message us at Chile Today Podcast on Instagram or email us uh, Chile Today Podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you're an indigenous person, I want to hear your perspective. Are you a truck driver? I want to hear your perspective too. Give me all the things. Yeah. So anyway, I'm not an expert. I'm just saying what I know, which might not be all of it. Mm. Anyway, so Route 160 is the route that's been most affected by the blockades this week. Route 5 South is also a major linkage area, which has been subject to disruptions. Similar blockades have become common in the recent years, as I mentioned before. A convoy even drove to the government palace at La Moneda to deliver demands to President Bachelet back when she was president. Mm. Governor Luciano Rivas told the news outlet Cooperativa that more control is needed. Quote, what we do not want in La Araucanía are more deaths nor violence, and we hope to have peaceful peace in the region where all can prosper and that free movement will be a constant and not a privilege for some. And a lot of people are worried about this state of emergency because with the police presence, with the high presence of indigenous people, and already knowing that there have been a lot of human rights violations against indigenous people in the Araucanía region, it just seems like a lot of people are looking at this as maybe an excuse to execute more violence towards Mm -hmm. these people right before an election, right? So... Mm. We'll see what happens. Uh, Hopefully, in 15 days, things will settle down, right? Fingers crossed. Yep. So, more corruption. The Pandora Papers. Oh, Lord. Lots lots happened. The Pandora Mm. Papers. A criminal investigation into Piñera's offshore dealings has been announced. Have you heard about the Pandora Papers? Some information, yes. To be fair, I get most of my news from the Chile Today podcast, which is why, (laughs) as you have been giving me news information, I have had many questions because I don't always know the news before I hear it from you. Oh my goodness. I have heard a few things, mostly from scrolling on Instagram, but not a lot. Mm -hmm. So please, do tell, do tell. So on October 8th, which is a Friday, the National Prosecutor's Office, Office, what? Off Fish announced that it was initiating a criminal investigation um, of President Sebastián Piñera. The announcement follows the recommendation of the Anti-Corruption Unit of the National Prosecutor, the UNAC, which declared that in 2017 investigation by the Court of Appeal and Supreme Court had not been privy to the details of the contract signed at the time. So, basically what this is talking about is there was a sale of a mine that took place nine months into Pineda's first presidential term in 2010. Okay. And his lawyers and financial advisors had said he wasn't aware of it at the time. A point since reiterated on several occasions by his associates, it is possible that the president did not know about the sale because the mine had been, by that point, his children's asset. But the Pandora Papers revealed that the third installment payments for the purchases became, came with the condition that the project does not become an environmental protection zone. This sounds really complicated. I um, mean, okay, also, to be fair, I feel like rich people in general, and I think we can safely say Pineda is a rich person. He's quite, he's a billionaire. Quite rich, quite rich. 
got a couple. They bucks. have no idea what they're. Yeah, like what their financial advisors, lawyers, they don't even know. They just have people who take care of their financial dealings. And so honestly, he probably had no clue. Does that make it okay? No. I have no idea. But he's probably clueless. I have no idea. I really couldn't tell you either way. But you you would think just... I don't know, like have some oversight of the billions because every time you have money and it does something, it has like, when you have that much money, it has an effect on the country that you're living in, the investment that you're making. Like you should at least try to be responsible, especially if you're the president of a country. Agreed. But Mm -hmm. I feel like most billionaires, they're like, eh, you take care of it, financial advisor person. I don't know. I don't know a lot of billionaires. I apparently also <laughs> fair fair I do not either I guess all of this is just what all I have I, in my mind this is, is what I imagine billionaires all I do. know is that Pineda is a billionaire and if he gave like one of those billions to Chile he could solve like all of Chile's problems and mm-hmm. be the best president that ever presidented in Chile but he won't and he wouldn't even miss that billion like so that's all I know he um, needs to talk to, to his say. financial advisors about this situation I just I think at that point which, this, if you've watched Squid Game, this is one of the things that they say in Squid Game. It's not really a spoiler. It says, like, when you have so much money, like, it's, the, the there's a point where in the, in the show it says, when you have so much money, there is no joy out of life because it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You can do absolutely anything in your entire life. Everything is within your grasp. Everything is within your grasp, and so there's nothing exciting anymore. Except for like watching people murder each other on a game called the Squid Game, apparently. Ew. So, um, yeah, not that Pineda does that. I'm just saying, like, being a billionaire, <laughs> Pinguino shrugged. Uh, <laughs> being a billionaire is not something I know. Yeah, it's not about. my reality. That's for sure. No. Um. So. Uh. Basically. Long story short. Pineda had some illegal dealings that were informed and revealed in the Pandora Papers um, that even if he didn't know about them, uh, he is responsible for them. So, And on Monday, Sebastian Sichel, which we just talked about recently, uh, the presidential candidate, called for the president to, quote, give all the necessary explanations regarding the revelations by the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists in the Panama Papers. And he emphasized that it should not be permissible for a head of state to have interests outside of the public policy. Sicho's just burying himself. Like, Pineda was, like, one of the last people standing behind him. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on, Sicho. You're... I don't know what you're doing. He's grasping at straws at this point. Grasping at straws. That little fish tattoo is not going to help you now, (laughs) (laughs) Sicho. Nope, nope. Okay, and the last one's super short, but this is a, a, a Spanish company, Avertis, agrees uh, to, again, invest in Chilean infrastructure. So this is something I think is interesting because uh, all of the highways in Chile are owned by Spain. And interesting. So we're continuing in that vein. That's why you have to pay so much money on the when you like the tolls. on the tolls is because we're paying for those. They are not public no, roads. They we are paying for those tolls back to Spain. Mm. So we're getting another one. So Autopista Central, a high capacity road belonging to the holding company Via Chile, a subsidiary. Oh Jesus, subsidiary, subsidiary of Abertis. 
Albertus in the region of South America signed an agreement with the government of Chile for the construction of two one-way tunnels, 1.5 kilometers each, that will connect territories within the metropolitan area of Santiago. So the total amount of the project will exceed 300 million euros or 347 million USD. Oh my God. For two 1.5, how long? 1.5 kilometers. Two (laughs) 1.5 kilometer one-way tunnels is 300 how many? What? 347 million dollars. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. And and Spain is, we're not even doing it ourselves. We're paying Spain to come in and do it for us. Okay. So the work is expected to start in 2022 and last for 40 months. 40 months, you guys. For for almost four years, three years, three. Why months? Why are we doing this in months? I don't know. The Spanish company has released, released a statement last Sunday. So, so three, between three and four years. Are we going to get a shoulder on this highway at least? So when people like have a wreck, they can pull over onto the shoulder of the road instead of just like... Because if you don't live in Chile, you're not on those highways. If it's a tunnel, know. probably no. There are no shoulders. There's no places to pull over if you get in a wreck. So if you get in a wreck, the entire highway shuts down, basically. Because there's nowhere to pull over, like, to get your car out of the road. Mm -hmm. It has to, like, somehow be pushed down towards a ditch or something. There's no ditches. Well, at least on Santiago. I don't even know how it happens. I don't know. They might have, like, a a lever they pull and it falls to the ground. It must be towed away. (laughs) It's really horrible so if we're spending all this money and giving it to spain again why can't we do this ourselves do does chile not have the ability to pour some concrete pinera won't pay for it well, i mean we're paying 300 well no chile like i'm saying he's got billions you can pay for this pinera and everybody be like pinera was so awesome he, he paid for amazing. those 40 month he paid for, for that 1.5 kilometer tunnel <laughs> We love that guy. <laughs> yeah. Wait, we, do we know what part of the metropolitan region that he's building these tunnels? It he, does not say it's not him. It's the company. Pinera is out there with his shovel <laughs> and his hard hat. Right now. Right now. No. I mean, if he can pose in front of a statue of Bacchidano, he can get out there in a hard hat. I'm pretty sure I've seen pictures of him in a hard hat, but I don't like know. Like cutting the red tape why. for the metro. Like, I did oh, this. Oh, that's probably It where. definitely wasn't the people before me that invested in this. I did this. Because yeah. it just happened to come out... Well, I was president. We don't know where in the metropolitan region. It doesn't say in this article. Somewhere. Autopista Central. Okay. So I'm assuming in the center. Okay. I don't really know which one that is. I don't have a car, so I don't know which one that is. Me neither. Anyway, that's that's your news. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I did. (laughs) Mary did. Yes, I did. We are going to talk about the very popular theme that if you live in Chile, you'll hear all the time, which is Santiago no es Chile, which is what a lot of people say all the time, meaning like that Santiago, the the capital that we live in, Mary, Mm -hmm. does not represent everybody in Chile because it is very much a different flavor than the rest of the country yep. and a lot of people in other parts of the country feel very unrepresented by mm-hmm. the ideas that uh, people put forth in Santiago that are not necessarily the concerns of people in other con- other parts of the country. Yep. So we're going to talk about how seven different ways that Santiago no es Chile and we can um, talk about how different areas are different than Santiago. So do you want to start us out with your first one? Sure. So when I when I was thinking about this idea in general, um, 
I was thinking about when I had been outside of Santiago because I have been here for a very long time, but I honestly have not traveled a lot outside of the capital city. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Um, and so just thinking about, and honestly, with the pandemic, I've, it's been a long time since I've been outside mm-hmm. of the capital city, but thinking back to the times when I left the city, what did I, re- what do I remember was different? And one of the things that was difficult for me personally was in Santiago, in the capital, there's a beep. Oh, yeah. If you're traveling on the bus or on the metro, you have a little plastic card. Not entirely sure how the technology works, but you go to... (laughs) It's a barcode, Mary. (laughs) There's no barcode on the beep. There is a barcode. It's totally a barcode. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> I do not... Okay. It's barcode. I'm definitely, after friend. this, going to be looking at my beep card to look for the barcode, because I do not remember seeing a barcode. Well, it's but, barcode. Okay, it doesn't matter. But yeah, anyways. So you have the plastic card, which is about the size of an ID, and when you go to enter the turnstiles at the metro, or the subway, or however you want to call it, in Chile it's a metro. Or a bus. Um, or the bus. You take this little plastic card, and you wave it in front of a sensor, and it goes which is why it's called a beep card. And it is the amount of money that you have pre-charged or pre-paid onto your card is automatically discounted from your card. Right, super so, easy. Yeah, you go to like a little booth, you put some money on your card, say like, okay, I'm going to put 5000 You 5, can even 000. do it on the internet you now. Can, yeah, you can do it online now. Um, and so then everywhere you go, you just take out this little card to pay for your bus, for your metro ride. And there's even like a deal between the metro and the buses. So you can take like two bus rides and a metro within like a two hour lapse and you don't get charged more than once for the mm-hmm, ride. Mm-hmm. If you leave Santiago, that does not exist. No. If you're even lucky enough to find, well, what I know that Valparaiso has like sort of a metro. Sort of. It does have a metro. I say sort of because I have never used it because every time I've been there... You have. I have. I have used their metro, but there's no, like, um, there's no deal between the buses and the metro. So if you take a bus and then you take the metro, you're going to have to pay twice. Right. And their buses are very much like school bus situations. Like, they're not, like... Like... I mean, not that the buses in Santiago are super luxurious, but it, they don't seem like city buses. They're very much like... It's a very different style. From what I understand, the buses in the, like, the regions of Chile or the provinces of Chile are what the buses in the capital city used to be like. But I was not here when that existed. I definitely came in Santiago, in the capital. When you talk to people from the capital or from Chile, they will talk about when Gran Santiago began. Right. And Santiago is basically the metro bus system as it exists today. Right. And they talk about the before times and they reminisce. With the yellow, the, the yellow, yellow buses. buses. Talk about. Yeah. I was not here for that, so no. I don't remember any of no, that. No, no, me I think that was like 2007, I want to say. I don't remember. But I were getting electric, electric buses yeah. in, in Santiago. Real nice. Yeah. And we're really like, again, Santiago, no Chile, because again, the, the regions, the rest of the country is still having those little. They've got buses really from like the eighties, chonky nineties, chonky buses <laughs> yeah. that are like old school. Really, they got little curtains on the windows. Yes, and yeah. there's like the carpeted seats with the cushions mm-hmm. that have like years and years of mysterious stains on them. Yep, and everything's coins and cash. Yep, like, cash, 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 only. cash only for those things. And like, it's not well. And they give you a ticket every yeah, time. Yeah, like you get a ticket. Like you get a like a like a legit. 
Like a bus ticket. Like a bus ticket. And I'm impressed. Every time I get on the bus, those bus drivers are driving while taking your money, giving you change, giving you a ticket. I'm like, this is impressive. And there's not a lot of like, there's, I would say not a lot, maybe zero clarity on where you're going, where the bus is going to stop, mm. when the bus... Because the price also where changes. Is, where is the bus stop? Yeah. It's like you have to get on for... Okay, also, not from that region, not from that province. And so if I'm in a place that I, I'm i new, I'm not from there, when I stop a bus, I have to ask, like, excuse me, do you go to this place? And they will say, yes, I do. How much? And I have to get on the bus and pay them however much they tell me. They could be lying for all I know. I really don't right. know. And so I pay them how much they tell me to pay. They give me the ticket. Um, and then when I see people get on, people will say like, I'm going this far and they pay this much. And it's not the same for every person, depending on how far they're going, they pay a different amount. Right. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Honor code. I'm cool with that. But also kind of the culture, probably not, <laughs> but it's super, it's super old school. Yes. As far as public transportation, definitely. You can't just say, um, because it's super easy to get from Santiago to the regions, right? They have really good transportation from Santiago yes. in buses to basically anywhere you want to go mm -hmm. in Chile, which is also great. But then you get dropped off in Limache, and you're basically on your own. I mean, you and I together went to Maitencio, and we were told that our <laughs> that our house Airbnb is was close. going to be close to where they drop people off to the it terminal. Wasn't. It was not. It was not. We and again. Also, sort of tailing on the public transportation things, don't think, okay, there's no public transportation, I can get an Uber, I can get a Lyft, I can get a... Not necessarily. I mean, know? I didn't even think that far, honestly. I was just like, Tron Santiago, there right. must be something. Well, you know, Cabify does not work outside of Santiago. Okay. Or at least it didn't before the pandemic, who knows, maybe yeah. they've done that. Now, Uber works in some cities. Uber works in Viña and Valparaiso. But I, I would, it does not work in like my Pensillo, it does not okay. work in like Limache, or if it does work, like you also have to. It's like one driver. Right, because you also <laughs> have to understand it's such a small city yeah. that how many people are working as Uber drivers, how many people have cars. Also. Right? So you, you know, be aware when you're going to other regions to have an idea of how you're getting to where you need to be. Funnily enough, Marion, my story of when we went to Maitencio <laughs> is there was a little, what was it? Like a little um, like golf cart? Not a golf cart exactly. It was more, well. It was kind of a golf cart. A little bit more it was up from a, a golf cart. A little cart. bigger. A little a bigger. A little bigger than a golf cart was taking people from the bus station to a parasailing um, yeah. to a parasailing spot on the beach. And yeah. it just so happened to that be our Airbnb by. <laughs> was near the parasailing place. And so the parasailing guys were like, well, you can just get on our parasailing yeah. golf cart. So and we just hopped on. <laughs> took it for like five kilometers down the road. Yeah. And that was how we got to our spot. And by the way, five kilometers is close to the terminal. Apparently, according Apparently. to Airbnb. Yeah. They were like, oh, super. No, she said within walking distance of the Who terminal. Who walks five kilometers? I can tell you I don't. I used to maybe in the past before the pandemic. You did not walk five kilometers in the pan. No. You yeah, no, not. that's not true. I did that's not. In mm -mm. No. No. There's nope. no You're way. You're right. You're right. There's no way. Definitely not. No. Okay. So my next, my uh, one is, um, so unreliable or non-existing Wi-Fi in okay. the in the regions in the other parts of Chile. So, for example, 
my boyfriend's family has a house in Limache. Okay. They laid Wi-Fi wires this year. There okay. was no even there wasn't even a way to get Wi-Fi mm-hmm. out there before this year. And the only reason I think why they laid them this year was because of the pandemic. pandemic. And there were so many people coming from Santiago. It was then worth it enough yeah. for them to invest in they had the Wi-Fi demand out there. Yeah. yeah. But first of all, when you're driving anywhere, you're gonna you're you're just SIM card's not going to work half the time when you're okay. driving to a different no signal. region. There's just no signal because you're driving through the mountains, so you've got no signal. So good luck with your ways or whatever you're using to get yep. there. Um, Look it up old school online. Yep. How And maybe take a note. I mean, it, it, Waze typically does pretty good, but you never you can never tell. And sometimes Waze will take you off-road if you are not oh. careful. I have been off like one time Mao and I were on our way to I don't remember Vaidelki. I don't remember where we were going. But Waze took us and we even have like the setting that was like, Don't take us off any main highways. We like climbed up half of a mountain and then like the road just disappeared. We were just like in this rent car on the side of a mountain <laughs> and we were both freaking out. We were like, What do well, we do? What do we do? this mountain <laughs> And we ended up getting back down onto the main road. But it was so because we were just like driving and the road just started to slowly it's like, it's disappear. It's so nice out here. It's so pretty. And then the road just started to Where's slowly the disappear. And we were like up a mountain, and it was so scary. So also remember that you can you live, especially as this gringos, we live in Santiago and it's very metropolitan. Very yes, extremely metropolitan. But confession, quick moment. I am from the middle of nowhere in the U.S. Mm-hmm. We didn't get internet in my house until I was like 18. When was that? I don't know. Years. 2007? 7, 8, somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which in the US was late. Right. Very late. To this day, the house that my dad lives in, still not on Google Maps. (laughs) Um, And so to me, to hear like in Limache that they just recently laid down internet lines, I'm just like, okay, wow. All right. And Limache is not like, it's a small town, but it's not like... It's not small. It's small. not like middle. Like people go there. Yeah. Like it's close to Omway. Like it's it's in the Valparaiso region. It's so imagine yeah. like a really small town in Chile. D- don't assume your Airbnb is gonna have Wi-Fi. You know, if you decide like I'm gonna go to Chile to see the sites or whatever, don't assume you're gonna get Wi-Fi. Ask. Don't honestly with Airbnb pro tip. Don't no assume assumptions. anything. Don't assume there's gonna be sheets. Don't assume there's going to be kitchen utensils. Mm -mm. You know, the things that are, like, standard in maybe anywhere else you've been will not necessarily exist at all. You'll probably walk into an Airbnb. small print. Yeah. And ask, are there sheets? Mm -hmm. Is there Wi-Fi? Yep. You know, if it says on there, then that's fine. You know, uh, are there... This is a big one for my boyfriend. Are there cats? Because my boyfriend is highly, highly, highly allergic to cats. And there was a time when we were trying to, and he can't be anywhere that there have been cats. Mm-hmm. And so we. I mean, the dander lingers. Yeah. And so we have, or like when you're trying to rent a room in a house mm-hmm. and they don't put that on there. And so one time we rented a room in a house and we thought like the day before we went, like, we're just going to ask just in case. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, we got six cats. Oh my goodness. And that would have been like death for my boyfriend. So we had Hospital to like, immediately. I know. And so it's like, okay, so ask all the questions. If you have allergies, if you, you know, if you have a car and you need a parking spot, mm-hmm. make sure you ask all those questions and don't assume there's going to be like 
what you would consider a staple, like what you would consider something that should be there, maybe quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, might not be in the other parts of the country. Um, so that's definitely like Santiago, yeah. not Chile. Yeah, definitely not. Oh. What's your next one? So my other one was grocery store related. Oh, girl, yeah. Um, so in the U.S., we have very large grocery stores that have everything oh my you gosh. could possibly imagine. I just got back from the States. Apparently, I was fishing. And I took <laughs> a picture of a bok choy that was the size of my head. Oh, wow. And I was like, I just kept sending pictures of fruits and vegetables the size of my cranium to my boyfriend. And I was like, this eggplant, no pun intended, is literally the size of my arm. Yep. Like, what is happening? Yeah. And so that's the thing, right? Is I feel like from the U.S., even small town USA, you still have large grocery stores. Uh, In the capital city in Santiago, you're going to find a large grocery store fairly close to where you live. You can at least take a cab. Yeah, definitely. Um, But if you go to a region or you go to a province... Maybe there will be one large grocery store in the general area. It might not be within walking distance. It might not be within a bus ride. Um, but you will always, always find like mini a kind markets. of mini market, like a mom and pop store somewhere within like a five to 15 minute walk. Which I kind of love. I do too. So as two things, as somebody who really likes to cook and likes to cook a lot of things, it's kind of inconvenient because there are ingredients you just can't find. It's limited. It's a very limited... So that's the thing. In Chile, you can find so many different types of ingredients at your, you know, your Jumbo or your Leader. Mm -hmm. You can find those things. Um, And you have much more of a diverse selection. Yeah. But I love the freshness of the the mom and pop stores. Fresh bread. Fresh bread, fresh fruit, fresh vegetables that they picked from their garden. You know where your money's going. Mm-hmm. And they also have really good tips. Yeah. No, if you want to know how to get around or how to do anything, you talk to those people who own yep. those mini markets. Or even they... just like, hey, I'm staying for the weekend. I'm staying for the week. I'm visiting. Where should I go out to eat? Like, what do you yeah. recommend? They have all the good info. Mm-hmm. All of it. I lived off of a... I lived in Quintana Mal uh, in my, my first... Um, couple years here that's one of the neighborhoods in santiago yeah that's one of the neighborhoods in santiago but it's um one of the less industrial it's not you don't have a it's more historic it's more historic it's more residential yeah. in the ways that it's like more it's older you're not gonna have a, a leader every block no. it's not like providencia center things like that so all i had was unless i wanted to go 30 minutes i had the mini market on my corner and so everything in my daily life came from there whether it was um the little bitty bottle of dishwashing liquid yeah or like whatever vegetables they had were the vegetables i was going to use to cook with yep and you know there's nothing wrong with that type of life and it's kind of it's nice it's it's really nice like i said as somebody who really likes to cook diverse things it's nowadays i'm like oh i would miss it but it's i do not like cooking it's kind of cool at all not even a little bit I also really do not like lines, and I don't like oh, yeah. a lot You're of people. Oh, you're never going to have a line at the mini market. No, yeah, you go to, at most, maybe a few people Mm-mm. who are also in there who just happened to get there before you did, but it's basically just, like, walk in, and you don't, honestly... And everybody knows your name. Yeah, you also don't even have to, like, look around if you really don't, like, if you're real lazy, you can just be like, hey, hi, 
I need this, this, and this. And they will just bring it to you. You don't even have to look to see if they have it where it they is. They have so many random things. I remember the mini market, like my light bulb went out and I just walked because it was like on the corner and I was just like, you have light bulbs? And they were yep. like, let me, let me go dig into the, like. They have everything. It was like attached to their house and they were like, I think we have a light bulb here. Oh yeah, yeah that'll be <laughs> I mean, if it's like a pesos. basic necessity, they've got it. Yeah. Candles, you know, things like that. Yeah. And, and really like, it makes me think you just don't. We get so caught up in, we need this. We yeah. need that. This is something we need. No, it's you not don't. really a necessity. You don't really need it. And you don't, no. and honestly, I didn't miss it. I went from going to, living in the U.S. with the bok choy the size of my head. Yep. To living in Quinta Normal. And you don't miss it. Nope. Not really. even a little bit. I mean. It's nice. It's Simplified nice. living is nice. It, yeah. So, anyway. Anywho, hot. So, that's, that is much more common. You're right. The, the la- grocery stores are cropping up a little bit more. Yep. Especially as people start moving from from Santiago to other parts of Chile because of the pandemic, because of the pandemic. I've seen yeah. there's a new grocery store in Limache. I saw it crop up. But again, if you don't have a car, how do you get to it? Yep. You know. So um, another um, interesting difference between Santiago and the other parts of Chile is housing prices. Okay. So it is significantly cheaper to live anywhere else in Chile than it is to live in Santiago. Ooh, do tell. Okay, because I don't know much about this, and if it's really that big of a difference, maybe I will also consider leaving the <laughs> Don't leave city. me down there No, yet. I won't, but um, do tell. No, well, so I don't have the prices on hand. Like, I'm not going to be able to, like, guide you cost by cost together. And, you know, I, I ain't getting paid for that. I ain't getting paid at all. But you know what I'm saying. Um, but for just as an example, um, I... Went to visit my friend right before the pandemic. His name's Hans, and he lived in a two-bedroom ocean view apartment in Vina, in okay. Concon, like on the border between Vina Concon and Concon. Concon is a nice neighborhood, and it was a, and it was like well, the nicest neighborhood in Concon. Yeah. Two bedrooms, the American kitchen kind of. It's style. like Malibu. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Super nice, like a new neighborhood, like ocean view. He paid 250,000 pesos for that apartment. You can't even get a... Okay, I can tell you, I recently lived in a one-bedroom downtown that had no hot water, mm-hmm. no kitchen, mm-hmm. for 200,000 pesos. You can't even get one room, like a room right now in Santiago, like renting a room almost for anything less than 200. Oh my goodness. Like, it is insane. I, when I first came here, seven oh, over seven years ago, I paid 180 for a room. Like, an itty-bitty-bitty room. Oh, man. Which is insane. It shouldn't be that much. But that he was paying 250000 for, for an two ocean two-bedroom. Brand new. It had never been lived in before. Oceanfront. Oceanfront view, apartment, terrace, or balcony, everything in Concord. You sure I can't convince you to move with me <laughs> to the beach? <laughs> for real. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the prices are like now, like I said, pandemic and everything, but with, with maybe, you know, prices have been going up in a lot of other places because of, of that, but that's just, that was only before, right before the pandemic, yeah. right? The prices in Santiago are absolutely intolerably insane. They're so expensive. And you go, I've had, for example, I have, I have friends who during the pandemic moved from Santiago to Concepcion, to La Serena, to like all these other places. They went from living in like a little bitty apartment to now they have a house. Whoa. They can afford a house. 
in another part of the country. Mm-hmm. And that's because there were no jobs. Yep. And unless you're working in agriculture or wine or something like that, there were no, or mining, there were no jobs. In Chile other parts is over-centralized. Of, yeah. And it was, Politically, and it has, economically. It has been a huge it's changing problem. Though, because it is of the changing. pandemic. The pandemic has helped to change. And a lot of people are like, well, if I'm going to work virtually for the rest of this, um, for the rest of my career here and at least this job, uh, why am I paying five times the rent when I could... For this box. For the, yeah, for this box. And, you know, when I could buy a house mm-hmm. in, you know... This lovely this, place. This lovely place. Like, you know, they it's worth it for them to say, like, you know, I don't need that big grocery store. Because yeah. there are those sacrifices, right? There's that public transportation. But, like, look... Friends and family. You know. Also. Well, a lot of people are from those regions, and they come oh, to Santiago so to get a job. Home. So they're just going home. Yeah. To mm. be with their friends and family. You Good know? for them. Yeah, I think it's great. But, I mean... Again, that's not necessarily feasible for everybody, especially people who don't have, like, an executive job or, like, can yeah. work with their Wi-Fi and things like that. And um, But, I mean, again, that's why they're laying lines in Limache is because more people are yep. coming. They're investing in – they're building houses. They're investing in it. So Chile is definitely going to change. I hope so. So it's going to be it's gonna be really interesting to see. And it already is changing. Yep. So it's going to be interesting. Agreed. What's your next one? That was my last one. Oh, I don't know how to count. So, uh, okay, so how many are we on then? So you did four. three. I did four. I did two. You did two. You only had two? I did, yeah, I only had two. Oh, my gosh. Okay, fine. <laughs> I have uh, I, have I haven't been outside of Santiago, really. <laughs> I have more. Don't worry. Um, so, um, so cows and horses. Cows and horses. Cows, horses, livestock in general is a thing that exists all over Chile. And you have to be careful because sometimes they'll just be chilling out in the roads. Oh, okay. So when you see a sign that says cow. Crossing. Well, it just has a picture of a cow on okay. it. <laughs> uh, be careful because if you're driving fast on one of those roads. You might hit a cow. You might hit a cow. Ooh. And people get very hurt that way frowned upon yeah you also will see people with their horses walking oh like, i have plop, seen that plop. i yeah. have seen people on horses just on horseback just walking down the road yep. doing their thing uh in their traditional waso outfits because that's not traditional waso that's just what they wear yep. and that's just their clothes that's just their clothes i mean chile is cowboys they're like cowboys but yeah, chilean cowboys yeah. I think we forget living in Santiago that Chile is an incredibly huge agricultural country. Yep. And we very some rural. Of the, very rural. We have some of the largest fruit exports in the world. Yep. We're a huge, I think we're ninth in the world or sixth in the world. I can't remember because of the reverse nine, six of wine exporters. So, so mm-hmm. much of Chile is just agriculture. Yep. We look at these gray walls and like this smog and all this that we have here in Santiago, we don't realize how gorgeous and green Chile is, unless yeah. it's on fire, which is a whole different thing. Well, I mean, to be fair, most people who come to Chile come for ecotourism. Yeah. And they stop in Santiago, and then they leave. Mm-hmm. They come in through the airport, and then they leave, because yeah. they're going somewhere else. They're going north, they're going south, they're going to the beach, they're going skiing. They're not staying here. Yeah, they're not like us, who landed in Santiago, immediately got and a job. And then we're like, I guess I'll live here now. Yeah, I mean, because when I moved here, I didn't have, like, I didn't come here. I know you came here for school, but I, yeah. I didn't come here for school. I had to immediately get a job. Yeah. And so I immediately got a job, started working. I didn't have that kind of... Um, sometimes exchange students are backpackers, so like they have money set aside to where they can travel. I did not. 
That was well, not I mean, a part of my no. experience, but most do. But That's a lot fair. of people do, or they're coming through Chile to see the sites. You know, yeah. I came to Chile to learn Spanish. So yeah. I was just like, okay, how do I get, I get a job? I didn't have money. So, and then when I got money or I get money, typically I go to the U.S. to see my family or I go to Argentina or I went to, yep. per- I've been to Peru. I, unfortunately, and this is a bad on my part, I don't, I haven't been inside Chile as much as I want to. And yeah. I go, I go within a few hours of Santiago a lot. Like I go to, you know, four hours here, three hours there, two hours here, a lot. Day but trips. I haven't been, yeah, or like weekend trips, long yeah. weekend trips. But I haven't been to the extremes yet. Yeah. And I really want to do that at some Me point. Me neither. I so. mean, again, most of my income in the past has gone towards flying home to see family. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe post-pandemic, now that we're coming out, I'll have a little bit more income and I can start to explore Chile 12 years later. <laughs> I can start to explore a little bit more of Chile. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I also want to talk about, um, so we talked a little bit about this with public transportation, but Mm -hmm. prepare yourself for cash only. Oh yes. In a lot of places. Yep. Like, and when I mean cash only, I mean, you're not going to find an ATM. And if you find an ATM, it's going to be one of those really weird, like Banco Estado type of ATMs that you can only use if you have Banco Estado. Yeah. So I mean, no if international cards, right? If you're traveling to, I mean, you're if you're going to like Vina or Valparaiso or something like that, you should be. You're okay. probably fine. But if you're planning on going to like Limache on way, like somewhere like I don't know where you're going, but like some take smaller, cash in advance. Just have cash on you, um, because nowhere is gonna take cash. Also, you're gonna want to pick up some of those fresh fruits and vegetables from those vegetable stands out on the side of the road. Yep. That and they are them. not gonna have a machine to take your debit card or they credit card. They are not. I mean, I have seen them like maybe once, but it's like was more of a like, like you could tell it was more of a, like a fancy one. But mm. just you know, bring get make sure you have cash on you, yeah. especially if you're planning on traveling in a car. There are toll booths. We talked about this yep. earlier. They're, and they're not cheap. They're like 2,500 pesos per toll. Oh, man. And so you got to pass three of those things, I'm pretty sure, just to get to Vina. Whoa. And that's, and that's going all the way to the Spanish government. <laughs> yeah, there paying you go. For, paying for our roads. Wait, is it the Spanish government or a Spanish company? I misunderstood. I mean, I think it's a Spanish company. Oh, okay. My I mistake. just meant like we're paying a Spanish company rather than a Chilean company gotcha. to do something. Okay. But, I mean... You know, it's not going... It's not Chilean. It's not internalized, yeah. is what I'm Although, I also have to say, to as far as, like, the whole, like, cash thing goes, Santiago even used to be like that when I first got here. Oh, yeah. It's oh, gotten yeah. so much better, especially with the pandemic, because there was this whole, don't use cash, use cards, because of, you know... Yeah, I mean, if you're going to a market, you're still going to need cash in Santiago. Like, yeah. if you're going to La Vega... Like, but you're, you're are the mom and pops. A lot of the mom and pops will have cash, although it's gotten a lot better. I haven't, even the mom and pop, I used to live in a Quinta Romalto card. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, especially because Banco Estado came out with this, well, yes. like, this little machine specifically. The Banco Estado, for... yes. I remember when I was living in La Citerna, they also would accept Banco Estado cards. Yeah. But no cap, like no other cards. Like it had right. to be that one. Right. So in general, if you're coming here for the first time, it's always good to just have like 5,000 pesos cash in your pocket. i preaching to like myself because since the pandemic, I have not had cash at I never had all. cash. I used to have cash all the time, just in case for a cab or 
emergencies emergencies or i need to charge my bip like because i i don't know still to honestly because i haven't taken the metro as often as i should Mm -hmm. since the pandemic now things are opening up i'll figure it out now but like you could only for a while charge your bip with cash yep no, they take cards now, but at machines. Yeah, but there's like self-charging machines. Is it at all of the now. metros, or is it only the new ones? Because I know the new lines. I know at least the station that I live nearby does has like a little machine, and so instead of going to the person and charging near your Colon? card, yeah, instead of going to the booth with the person and giving them cash, because with the person, as far as I understand, you still have to have cash. But at the little machine where you can do it by okay. yourself, it's like the self-checkout of the metro. I don't know if all of the stations the have those. Pinguino, yes. Okay. Right. Okay. So Pinguino said everyone's have at least machines now, which this is new. This is this is newish mm-hmm. because this was not before the pandemic. Not all of the stations had the machines. Yeah. Because I took the metro all the time. Now I'm again. Things are. We're in phase four now here in Santiago. Some people are in phase five. It's like a whole There's new. There's a phase five now. It's a whole new world. We had events at the top of the show. Yeah. Like, Things are opening up. I'm going to be using the metro more. I don't need to, I just to, like, took the bus. Oh, my gosh. And you probably felt pretty safe doing it, too. I did. I Completely. mean, that's, that's another thing. Like, not only It was so weird coming take... here. I was thinking, like, I could take a cab or I could just take the bus. I'll just take the bus. Yeah. I mean, and it's not only is it, like, can you? Because we could, you know, in the other phases take those. But it's, like... I feel safe safe? doing this. Yeah. I feel safe doing this because so many people are vaccinated. And also, we're still wearing masks because it's still important. We're still in a pandemic, guys. You know, so still be safe. Wash your hands. All that jazz. Mm -hmm. But, and keep cash on you. Okay. So, uh, my last one is that uh, stereotypically, this is stereotype, people in Chile are more unfriendly than people in the other parts of Chile. People in the capital. Right, people in the capital. And like I feel, typical country right, situation. Right, I mean, something that, because I was talking to my boyfriend about it, like what's the biggest difference, because he grew up in Vina, between Vina and Chile, and sorry, and Santiago. Santiago, no, <laughs> Chile! And Santiago, and he was like, you know, it's, everybody's so grumpy because everything's going so fast in mm. Santiago. Like, you have to get there, you have to get here, you have to cram on the metro, you're doing this, everything's great. Go, go, go. Go, 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 yeah. Um, and everybody's more friendly. Like, I remember one time, um, I was on the elevator with my suegra, my mother-in-law, and she, like, tried to talk to somebody on the elevator <gasps> with us in Santiago. No. And, like, you just don't do that you in don't Santiago. Do that. Don't You don't talk to other people on the How elevator. How dare you? Because she grew up, well, she grew up in Bolivia, but she has been living in um, Vina for, like, 30 years. Yeah. And so she did not understand. She's just being polite. Yeah, and she was like, ah, stupid Santiaguinos. And it was just, like... I don't, again, I'm also kind of a Santiagina now because I don't want to talk to anybody on the elevator either. But to be fair, it's just, I just don't want to talk to people. But I mean, maybe if I grew up in, in, or I was living, I don't know, in Concepcion and another, in a, well, in yeah, another my place, dad's from small town USA. He just be speak like, a hey, word of Spanish. Hola, hola, what's going on? And when hey. he comes here, when he walks down the road, he says, hola, hola to everyone he oh, sees in the street. So I'm like, cute. dad, no, stop. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. Just stop. But they, but it is, it is more like conversational, like when you're checking out at the grocery store, or again, because you have this cult, like mini market, small town feel, you know each other, or if there's somebody new, you're like, oh, are you vacationing here? Yeah. What's going on? People are much more... Um, laid back. Laid back. I mean, they're not in a rush. Like I yeah. said, we have metropolitan city here. 
It's like New York, right? When you think of New York, you think of just rude people. <laughs> Manhattan. Sanhattan, yes. As they say. As they say. <laughs> people yeah. are just rude. I mean, I mean, it is. Not on bi- purpose. It's just. I mean, people are. They're busy. People are busy, frustrated. You'll, you might, you'll probably get. Stressed. Pu- pushed more. There's a lot less. I mean, it's just, it's the big city thing. And then when you go out of Santiago, it truly is literally and figuratively a breath of fresh air because there's no mm-hmm. smog, one. And no people pollution. are so much more laid back. They're so much more friendly. And it is a stereotype, like I said, of Santiaguinos. But, you know, I think living in this it's tight... shoe fits. I mean, I think living in this tight, concrete, on top of each other, crammed in metro situation, you know, I have to get here, I have to stand this line, I have to do this. Like, it creates a toxic literally toxic atmosphere yep <laughs> so uh, people tend to be more friendly in in the other regions and like i would be better. yeah i mean i would be you sure you don't want to move to the beach with me i mean <laughs> and also as the, as the last tag to what we're talking about i would be um remiss if i didn't mention that the needs of people of the other regions are different than the needs of Santiago. We were talking earlier about the Araucanía region where that has all of the conflict with the indigenous people. Their needs in that region and what those people and the indigenous people and the people that are not indigenous that live in those areas are so much different and their lives are so much different than what our lives are here in Santiago. Totally. You know, we're not fighting for our land here. Or when you live in a region that has mines or when you live in a region that's right next to a factory where your water is being polluted. Yep. What they're voting for, what they're concerned with, maybe, you know, in this election is so much different than what us you know, Santiaguinos are thinking about. Yep. So that's not something that I can just say. This is one thing, right? This is a complex conglomeration of every single region. Absolutely. Has their own needs that get ignored a lot of times because the majority of the voters are in Santiago and they're yep. not thinking about those people in Punta Arenas nope. or those people in Chiloé. Or those people, those Rapa Nui people. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's really important to bring some of those things to the forefront of our minds when we are being responsible citizens and voting. So, yes. Agreed. Yeah. Well so, said. Yeah. Everybody get out there and vote in November if you can. If you don't know if you can vote, we're going to give you some information in upcoming episodes to check if you can vote. Mary can vote. I can. Yeah. And I will. <laughs> and she will. Because she knows if she doesn't, I'll strangle her. I will die. <laughs> Pinguino also can vote. So, um, yeah. So, but, but before we go, I'm just going to remind you about the three events that we have coming up. So, the first event, the most uh, close event to us is going to be our... The Chistolas is ha- are having a Halloween party slash comedy show where you come and you wear a costume. It's going to be a costume contest. And then there's going to be comedians doing English and Spanish stand-up. So you can practice your Spanish or practice your English, whatever you want to do. Bring a date. Have fun. It's going to be really laid back. It's at the Black Rock Pub on October 30th. It starts at 8 p.m. So it starts a little early, So, but we're gonna. it's going to be going all the way till close. So then the next event is the Horrible Movie Night, which where we watch a absolutely horrible movie. Uh, this is going to be Sharknado, and that's going to be on October 11th at the Black Rock Pub. Not October 11th. November, November 11th. Yes. Sorry. November 11th. October 11th was in the past. We're going back in time. No. November 11th. 
Um, we're watching Sharknado. It's that's a free event, just like the Chistola show is also a free event, and um, so you can come watch, drink some beer. Don't drink some beer if you don't drink. Eat some food. It's gonna be a great time. Meet new people. Then on uh, November twenty seventh, this is not a free event, but the fees are not. It's not expensive. I don't remember how much it's gonna be. Like it, uh, we'll, we'll. It's you have to pay for a team, but we're not exactly sure how that's going to be because we don't know what the aforo, the team limit's going to be. But we'll update you on that. The trivia night is coming up. You pay for a team. It's probably going to be like 4,000 pesos. So like we'll keep you updated on that. But Per team or per person? Um, I don't know the things, but it's probably going to be like one five a person, something like that. Okay. So it's, it's not expensive. You will be informed later. You'll be informed at a later date. So it's a bilingual trivia night, and basically we have different rounds with uh, different themes like pop culture is one round maybe that's in Spanish and maybe news that will be in English and then um, so you can build your team with people who speak English and Spanish you can win prizes that's the reason it costs is because the cost goes directly to paying for the prizes that people can win and uh, it takes all the work to do trivia night but that's really fun and that's on November 27th so uh, if you want more information about that we'll post it on our Instagram you can also message us at Chile Today Podcast or email us questions at Chile Today Podcast. Wait, nope. Chile Today Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I did. Yeah, great. We'll, uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. So when in doubt, bringo out. Bye. Hey guys, the Chile Today podcast is produced by Diego Pinguino Rivera. It is written by Alicia Lubin and Bethany Francis in conjunction with ChileToday.cl. Hope you enjoy.